this is Suzanne King with another episode of King's Committee. And thank you so much for joining me. Today's episode, we're going to talk about if you are in college right now, and or perhaps you know of someone who's in college and you recently spoke with them and you thought that, gosh, you know, they sounded like they were experiencing some stress. Or perhaps you have someone in your family or you are looking forward to starting college in the fall, or maybe you're starting summer school. My son started summer school, and it's also a good way to take a small workload and get used to what college feels like. But if you or someone you know has some sense of it feeling like you feel like you're under stress and you're managing the pressure of navigating college or concerned about what that's going to look like in the future. I wanted to share this with you because I went to college undergrad and graduate school and my son is now a senior at a large public university and uh, my significant other also would talk with his daughter who has graduated a large public university and is now at a private university getting her master's degree. And the one thing that came up a lot in our discussions in our in our family is how to navigate the concept of stress and stress and pressure and how to manage that. And something that I've noticed in our society is that some people seem to manage and operate well under stress and others seem to get stalled out or um, they freeze up or they they get caught in circular ways of thinking when they're experiencing stress or pressure and sometimes just taking a step back taking a deep breath um, and re-examining or taking a new or fresh look at what you're confronting is a good way to step through and manage that stress. And stress management has a lot to do with coping skills and coping mechanisms. Little tips and tricks that you teach yourself and then you practice regularly to manage the things that are going to come your way. College, yes, it costs money. And if you were accepted into a college, that means that one or multiple or perhaps an entire panel of college educated adults looked at your information that you submitted in your application and compared that to the students that have completed their programs in the past and decided that you can finish college. They accepted you under the presumption that you can handle the coursework that's given. And that decision wasn't just made on, gee, they liked the, you know, the font you used in your resume. It was looking at what you've done already. So based upon what you've already done, some people who have access to the data at their college or university determined that, yeah, you can pull this off. You have it within yourself to get this done or else they wouldn't have accepted you and admitted you to the university. 
because they don't want dropouts on their record. So they try to accept people who can finish their program because the more people that finish their program, the better the college looks in terms of their rankings. So when you are experiencing a period of self-doubt, when you are looking at what you've got on your plate, and maybe you're feeling a sense of being overwhelmed, that is something that you need to manage. It's not something that automatically disappears. It's kind of like if you get a paper cut and it needs time to heal, and how you treat the paper cut is gonna tell you if is it gonna heal faster and easier or are you gonna make it worse? So if you have a paper cutter, are you gonna pick at it? Are you gonna stick stuff in there? Are you gonna try to cut it again? You gonna keep reminding yourself that you have a paper cut? That's what stress is like. Are you gonna keep reminding yourself that you're feeling stressed about something? Or are you gonna do something about the paper cut, like maybe put some antibiotic ointment on it and put a Band-Aid over it so it can heal? That's what college stress over your workload is like. Instead of talking about how stressed you are over your work, if you make a plan on how to tackle the work and how to organize the work, and chop it up into little tiny pieces and then piece by piece accomplish your work, then you will achieve it, you will complete it, you will get it done. So when you're looking at your college workload, I want to give you some advice. You are likely taking anywhere from three to seven courses. And I know that sounds like a very large range, but different schools have different types of programs and you might be taking a low unit class that's like a a workout um, or something fun, or you may be taking a low unit class that is so much reading and paper writing and exams that you're not sure why you signed up for the class in the first place. But depending on how your school puts together your credits or your units, you may be taking anywhere from three to seven units, so, or classes. So here's what is helpful. Get yourself a spreadsheet, and when you get your course curriculum or your syllabi at the beginning of your semester, make yourself a spreadsheet wherein you transfer all the dates and assignments from your syllabi into one central spreadsheet. And you wanna give each class its own color so that you can color code your spreadsheet. And you wanna have the dates and the assignments horizontally depicted on your spreadsheet. And then you're gonna sort your spreadsheet according to date. Meaning, as I look from top to bottom at that spreadsheet, I'm going to see one column that has dates in it, starting from maybe tomorrow to the end of the semester or trimester. 
And as I look down, I'm gonna see the reading assignments, when there is a potential uh, project due, when a paper's due, when a midterm or a final is due, and then now you get to choose. Look at yourself and how you work. Do you need to add some extra lines in that spreadsheet to tell yourself ahead of time, go to the library and read the chapter or find a quiet place on campus to rewrite your notes or put another line in there to say, ask someone in my class to quiz me on um, what's gonna be on the upcoming test. If you're the type of person that you need to visually see when it is that you have to do something so that you get it done in time, then go ahead and add some extra lines in there to give yourself a reminder so that when you look at that one spreadsheet, and if you want to print that out in color and put that on the wall in front of your desk so you can look at it or in your binder so every time you open it up, you can see what's due, when it's due, and it's also helpful if uh, you also include how much of a percent of your grade it's worth because let's face it, if something's worth 0.01% of your grade, you shouldn't be spending 20% of your time on it. You should be spending time on those things that are a big percentage of your total grade. And so if you put together all of your work from the syllabi that's needed, into one place, you can kind of see how your semester or trimester is going to look in terms of distributing your workload over time. No college course says on day one, every single thing that you're supposed to learn in this class is due tomorrow. That's unreasonable. That's not how college works. And if you are thinking that way, then that's a thinking processing error on your part and you need to check yourself. Because classes are designed to help you digest the information over time. If you are feeling overwhelmed, it's because maybe you should have done a little bit better job preparing and organizing up front. Feeling pressure at the last minute because you are not prepared is what likely contributes to your feeling stressed. It's not because the workload is too hard. It's because you didn't give yourself enough time to practice it. And that's really what this is. It's practice. Because school measures how much you practice. Some people have amazing memories. They can look at something once and remember it and they don't need to practice it. Most people need to practice. And that's called studying. It's called reviewing. Practice is what makes you proficient. And so when I saw that article, I believe it was by Shirin Ali, S-H-I-R-I-N, first name, last name, A-L-I, uh, which was written in The Hill today, which is April 27th. 
about college students and feeling emotional stress and citing some 34% in the last year feeling that their coursework was too difficult. I thought that is a good example of how studies are made. And I think it was a Gallup survey that uh, put together that study. If you ask a group of people a question like, do you feel emotional stress associated with your coursework when it's too difficult? Most people will answer the question, yes. Sure, I feel some emotional stress if I feel like my coursework is too difficult. But if I asked you the question differently, you might give me a different answer. If I instead asked you, are you able to overcome the times when you feel a little bit stressed about the difficulty of your coursework, you might answer, yes, I am able to overcome it. And isn't that a more positive way of looking at that same information? 34% feel emotional stress, but what percentage feel that they can overcome that? Because really, when you're in college, there's some other statistics out there is, yes, you know, it is possible that when you look at the entire population of students in college, maybe seven to 9% have uh, clinical depression or symptoms of depression. Maybe it's acute, maybe it's clinical, maybe it's chronic, whatever those stats might be. But 34% might be feeling emotional stress. But let's just break that down a little bit. You could feel emotional stress right before you take a test, thinking, oh my gosh, it's gonna be so hard. You take that test and you think, oh my gosh, that was that was so easy. Woohoo! You know, I got, I'm gonna get a good grade on that because that was way easier than I thought. Then afterwards you feel like, oh yeah, I totally can handle this. So it's a matter of when you ask the question and how you ask the question. And isn't that what college teaches you? College teaches you that sometimes perception in advance of experiencing something is not the same as perception after you've overcome it. And so the other aspects of feeling stress or pressure in college, I understand there was a mention about COVID-19. And of course, if everybody's going to talk about a situation where, where people have been very sick or people have been hospitalized and then some people have died from it because their immune system was such that they could not um, manage the the virus in their system depending on how we talk about situations we could try to scare everybody and we could try to create such concern that no one feels confident that they can go to college and maybe get the vaccine and then be mindful about their personal hygiene and their body's health so that they're managing how inflammation works in their body. Yeah, we can we can talk about that all day long, but is that really productive? And is that really why you went to college in the first place? No, you wanted to go to college to further educate yourself, likely so that you could become better and more capable 
at managing the challenges that are going to come by you or come to you throughout your life. And maybe you have some career goals and objectives that the first step in pursuing those is the completion of a four-year college degree. That's that's possible. So are you going to set forth a a high or lofty goal for yourself? And then are you going to find reasons to self-sabotage so that you don't achieve your goal or your goals? Or are you going to set those goals for yourself and then say, you know what, I'm not going to let anything get in the way of me achieving my goals. And it might take me longer than I had planned, but that's okay. If you start college at age 17, 18, 19, whatever it is, my son started when he was 17, and he's going to graduate when he's 22. That's kind of right around when people graduate college. And if it takes you a little longer, that's okay too. My dad, I think it took him until he came to the United States when he was 18 and he didn't graduate with his undergraduate degree until he was, I think, 26 years old. By then he was married and had two kids. And he had a wonderful career as a civil engineer after he learned how to speak English. So it's possible. It's just a matter of your mindset. What you can accomplish and overcome depends on how you treat your mindset. It is something to manage. And it is not something that if you want to be successful, you would ever let someone else try to intimidate or scare you or create such a fear profile with something that is being Uh, circulated in media to cause you to worry so much about COVID-19 or your coursework being a challenge to dissuade you from achieving your goals. So the other thing I wanted to talk with you about is the cost of attendance. Yes, college is expensive. And in fact, I'm going to have a whole episode uh, with my my friend and fellow Toastmaster, Mike Keeler, coming up here, where we talk about the cost of attendance at uh, public university. His son is currently at the University of Reno, and Mike was absolutely flabbergasted at how much it costs for his son to go to school. And being that Mike lives here in Las Vegas, his son, even though he's in the state, is away from home, so he's not living with his parents, and then therefore comes the cost of lodging, tuition, uh, food, uh, books, etc. So Mike and I are going to talk about the cost of college attendance, and I understand it can be very, very stressful, but I wanted to make sure that you also heard the other side of it. Not how much it costs, because we're gonna talk about that later, but how much it's gonna cost you if you stop. And I really want you to think long and hard about this. If you are in college and you are incurring student debt for your program and you're stressed out, about that student loan going up because you're still in school 
and maybe you have another year or two or three left and it's going to go up and up and up. If the prospect of having student debt in the future and all the articles or the talk or the gossip or whatever that's circulating is causing you to be concerned about your future debt after college and that is making you consider or reconsider continuing in your program or dropping out from your program, I want to remind you that when a student drops out of a college program, it's not just the financial cost that they're left bearing and holding on to and burdened with without the ability to complete the degree. What happens to your psyche, your mind, the way you think about it after you dropped out is you're going to feel disappointed about yourself. You are going to feel like you let yourself down. Even though you can tell yourself in so many different ways and so many different times, well, it was because it was expensive, there's going to be that little thing in the back of your head, in the back of your mind that's sort of nagging you and, and saying, well, yeah, but you know, if I had just finished. Because you're going to know someone who maybe you thought wouldn't complete college and you thought you would. And then if you drop out, that person that you thought wasn't going to finish college is going to finish. And you're going to sit there and go, you know what? I could have done that because that person did it. There will be one of those. And so just because the idea of you having student debt right now and after you finish college is maybe freaking you out a little bit, that's not enough to cause you to stop pursuing your dreams. Because after college, everyone understands that if you have student debt because you completed college, you have student debt because you completed college. It's, it's a known and understood situation. It's not that you should expect anyone else to pay that for you. You incurred that debt so that you can better your outcome and your outcome will be better for having completed the degree because that accomplish cannot be, accomplishment cannot be taken away from you. But if you sell yourself short and you drop out, even though you know you can handle it, you got accepted into that school because the admittance committee thought you were capable of finishing absent the ability to pay for it, just based on what you were able to do in high school, that college thought you could complete the work. They thought you could get that degree. So don't let the potential fear of what it's going to look like after you graduate from a financial standpoint stop you. If there's any way that I can reach even one person who is not on academic probation in their university program and they're contemplating dropping out because they're concerned about student debt. There are all sorts of loans, grants, scholarships out there 
And you might have to write a lot of applications or you might have to do a lot of networking or you may have to spend a lot of time in your financial aid department at your university to figure out how to get it done. But I can tell you there's a certain gentleman who grew up in New York who I met in Arizona who I have spent some time getting to know. He had double-digit six-figure student debt. He was able to graduate with a master's degree. He was able to found and start a beverage company. And he is now on a wonderful career and managing things exceptionally well. He has made friends. He has confidence. He has, in my opinion, lived the American dream because he did it. He did it by himself. While he was in school, he was able to travel outside the United States and go visit some other countries through some of the school programs that were offered. He's done what I think you can do. And it hasn't always been easy for him, and I'm sure he managed through some stressful times. But he had confidence in himself. He knew he could do it. And I'm so proud of him. He is a wonderful, I consider young man, even though he's probably closer to 30 now than he is to 20. And I think it's possible for you to do that as well. If your college or university accepted you into the program and you are not on academic probation, you can do this. In fact, you should do this. Because you will feel confident the day that you get that degree in your hand. And when you interview for a job, you can be honest and transparent and authentic when you tell them, yes, when I was in school, there were some times when I felt self-doubt. And I had to remind myself what I was, a cap- I was capable of accomplishing. And having endured that and come out the other end of it, I feel much more confident in my abilities and much more empathetic towards others who are maybe feeling the same way. And I'll tell you, having interviewed a ton of people in my life, I would much rather hire that person. I would much rather hire a person who struggled through some difficulty and still made it happen as as opposed to either the person who had everything handed to them or the person who's gonna give me a lot of, of excuses as to why they didn't do something because Someone who's dealt with adversity and still managed to pull themselves up and out, that's the person I want on my team every day, all day long. So if you are in college and experiencing some emotional stress, write down what you're feeling emotional stress about. Write it all down. If you're feeling stress about COVID-19, I would like you to go to your uh, on-campus health clinic and talk with them about the probabilities of your particular health profile and having 
a response to COVID-19 equal to the stress that you feel. Because something about that tells me that there's a little bit too much in the media for you to be putting that as a priority given where you are. If you're a college student and that's your number one concern uh, of all the college students that are out there, uh, I'm gonna say that maybe get some help from a medical professional in evaluating the likelihood that the stress level associated with that is at the right proportion. If it's a cost of attendance, I understand college is expensive. You're gonna have to do your best to conserve and you're gonna have to find a way to make some cash on the side while you pay for your bills or you're gonna have to incur some debt and keep the motivation to pay off that debt after you finish college, but don't sell yourself short. Have confidence in your ability to get a job after school and pay off that debt because the accomplishment is yours forever. So when people say, oh, my college degree wasn't worth anything, I think they're selling themselves short. They accomplished something and that's worth a ton. And then lastly, if you're feeling that your coursework is too difficult, remind yourself, it really is a function of how much time you spent practicing and maybe spend a little bit more time organizing and reviewing your information and feel free to stop by your teacher's office hours or your TA and get some additional help. This is Suzanne King and I made this message all by myself. Take care.